Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. We're doing something a little different today. We're on location at Cape Cod. And today's stories all have to do with water, like rivers, lakes, and oceans. It seems we all have a primeval connection with that good old H2O. Maybe it's because those very first formative days of our lives were spent in a small enclosed sack filled with fluid. Yes, that's right. We were swimming in our mother's wombs, getting our first taste of life underwater. Now, how that translates to a lifelong desire to be in or near bodies of water is anybody's guess. Not being a scientist, I can't pretend to have any good insights, but I can tell you this much. Wherever I've traveled in this big country of ours, I've always enjoyed visiting or living near local water attractions. In New Jersey, we used to say we were going down the shore, which drove English teachers crazy. They'd always complain about the missing preposition. If we wanted to be grammatically correct, they said, it should be going down to the shore. But hey, this was New Jersey, the land of the Sopranos and Jersey Housewives, the home of Danny DeVito, Abbott and Costello, Joe Pesci, Bruce Willis, Jerry Lewis, and so many others who didn't care a bit about proper grammar. <laughs> well, anyway, back to the main subject at hand, which is water. So let's get on with today's hodgepodge of water tales. First, here's a bit of water trivia to really get you thinking. There's a famous river in Ohio that starts out in the southern suburbs of Cleveland. It's called the Cuyahoga River. This body of water became famous in the late 1960s for being so polluted that it actually caught fire at one point. To be fair, in the years since then, local environmentalists have managed to clean up the river so well that it's now a very popular destination for canoeing, kayaking, and other water sports. The only thing you might not want to do is take a motorboat up the river, since there are so many twists and bends that it would be like doing a slalom run on water. <laughs> of course, in the original Native American language, Cuyahoga means crooked river, and having actually taken a canoe trip up that river, I can personally attest to the fact that it is as crooked as they come. Of course, it didn't help that my canoeing partner didn't keep up with their end of the bargain. I was doing most of the paddling while they took it easy probably putting in one stroke for every three strokes that I did. And so consequently, thanks to the laws of physics, we wound up going around in circles quite a bit. <laughs> Between the crooked river and the circular paddling, I was totally exhausted at the end of that day. <sighs> While we're on the subject of Cleveland, I should also mention my experience living on the shores of Lake Erie. When I moved there and was looking for an apartment, I came upon a whole neighborhood of fancy high-rise towers in the suburb of Euclid, northeast of Cleveland. They looked like something right out of the Gold Coast of Florida. You know, Miami, Palm Beach, etc. And the rental prices were actually quite reasonable. Not like the lifestyles of the rich and famous in Miami Beach, I tell you. But it sure looked like it on the outside. So I paid my money and moved into the ritzy, Americana apartments. But the one thing I hadn't counted on was the weather. Cleveland is quite well known for its blizzards in the winter, 
but also for the raging gale force winds that often blow in off the lake during rainstorms at other times of the year. So one morning, I woke up to the sound of breaking glass. Several floors below me, it seemed like dozens of cars were suffering an epidemic of broken windshields. It turned out that some contractors who had been doing maintenance on the building had left some construction materials and other trash on the shore of the lake, right below the apartment building. It was hidden by the parking garage structure, so they thought it would be out of sight. Unfortunately, that morning, the first major storm to come in off Lake Erie just picked up all the debris and swept it right across all the cars parked in the surface lot. And so, I woke up to a symphony of breaking glass and car alarms going off all over the place non-stop. Lesson learned, don't live right on the shore of Lake Erie, unless you have a really good insurance policy. By the way, in case you're wondering where my fascination with water started, I think I can trace that back to some early experiences at a park not too far away from my house. That was Warrenenko Park, bordered by Elizabeth, Roselle, and Linden, New Jersey. There's a big pond there where we went fishing, usually from the shore, but sometimes from rowboats that you could rent at the boathouse. Now I should mention that Warrenenko Park is a very large, scenic, picturesque property of about 205 acres. It's really beautiful, in fact. It was carved out of the woods and farmlands that were originally there before suburbia took over. The reason that I bring this up is that there is another place in that same town of Linden which has been trying to pass itself off as another bucolic oasis, when in fact it really is not. Have you ever heard of Walden Pond? You know, the one that Henry David Thoreau made famous? Well, that famous Walden Pond is in Concord, Massachusetts, and it is every bit as scenic as you would imagine. However, back in Linden, New Jersey, there is a business called Walden Farms that makes a whole line of salad dressings. And they're located in a small factory in a little retail and industrial park that's right off Route 27 in a rather urban setting. No trees, ponds, or farms for miles around. It's not anything like the original Walden Pond that Thoreau described. Huh? So friends, this company has been engaging in false advertising, trying to cash in on the Walden name, even though they're about 300 miles from the original Walden Pond. What? Speaking of false advertising, have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Did you ever go on the Cave of the Winds tour? When I was a small kid, my old man took us on a vacation there, and one of the things we did was put on some yellow raincoats and visit an attraction called the Cave of the Winds. Now, what I thought it was going to be was an actual cave, a hollowed out area behind the Great Falls. Wrong. They took our tour group down in a large freight elevator, then led us out onto an outdoor walkway along the shores of the Niagara River close enough to the falls so that we were subjected to the brisk winds and continuous mist, actually more like a light rain, hence the reason for the raincoats. But there is no cave behind the falls, no cavern, no fantastic stalactites and stalagmites, just a new way to get wet 
and fork over your tourist dollars to some clever entrepreneur. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not against tourist destinations. Take Cape Cod for example. It's a delightful area, 70 miles long with great beaches, fantastic restaurants, lots of quaint shopping areas, plenty of golf courses, entertainment, water sports, whale watching tours, and shark sightings. What? <laughs> Cape Cod, of course, is where Jaws was filmed, by the way. But it's all you'd ever need in a vacation getaway. I lived there for about a year and really enjoyed it. It's also got some history behind it. The town of Hyannis in the center of Cape Cod is where President John F. Kennedy's family called home. But you know the one thing that I'll always remember? That's the fascination that tourists seem to have there with pirates. You know, yo-ho-ho -ho and a bottle of rum. Well, in Hyannis, you can go out for a tour of the local waters on a real live pirate ship. And while you're on board, you can learn pirate speak. Arg, matey. If you don't buy a souvenir treasure map, we'll make you walk the plank. Oh, no. And if you didn't get your fill of pirate lore on that trip, you could always take the family out for a fun afternoon at a mini golf course with the pirate theme. 18 holes of miniature golf surrounded by waterfalls, caves, sunken pirate ships, skeletons, treasure chests, and more. Now that's the life. Cape Cod is definitely a must-see if you ever visit New England. Now I realize that this little travelogue of water destinations didn't even scratch the surface of all the many possibilities out there. I could go on and on telling you about the Rio Grande in New Mexico, or the tourist attractions of Florida, or the wave pool at Palisades Park, or places in California like Laguna Beach, or the submarine races in Syracuse, New York. But those are all stories for another day. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.